We're in a series that's just titled The One True God. And if we're going to know Him as the one true God, we have to know this truth that God is love. 1 John chapter 4, we're going to look beginning at verses 7 and 8. He says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Some very powerful truths there about us loving one another, but I just want to focus on that last phrase this morning, for God is love. He really is love, and if we're going to know the one true God, truly know Him, we have to really get a hold of this truth and really understand this truth. He is love. It is who He is. It is not just something that He does. No, it's who He is, and that's why His love is unconditional. He doesn't love us because of what we do, but because of who He is. The Word of God tells us clearly, God is love. Now, don't try to turn it around as some people in the world would do and say love is God. No, that's not right, but God is love. And we need to know this, that this is so much a part of who He is and His character and person that this, we, can't, we just can't really know God at all if we don't understand this, that God is love. Sometimes people, you know, they talk about it. They talk about love. And, well, the Bible tells us in 1 John 3, 18, don't love in word or deed, but in deed, or I'll get it right, word or tongue, but in deed and in truth. It's not enough to just say we love and talk about love. We're supposed to live it out. But oh, how our God has shown us, how He has demonstrated, how He has proved His love for us in verse 9 of 1 John chapter 4. In this, the love of God was manifested toward us, that God has sent His only begotten Son into the world that we might live through Him. See, God has made it so clear. He has shown everybody how much He loves us by sending His Son to pay the price for our sins so that we could have a relationship with Him. He's shown us His love, so there shouldn't be any room for doubt. He has proved His love for us. It is just a part of who He is. We'll drop down to verse 16. He says, And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. And again, that phrase, God is love. You need to know and believe that God loves you. You need to know, not just sort of kind of think, maybe. No, you need to know and believe the love that God has for you because God is love. Don't try to change Him. Don't make him out to be somebody he's not. You need to know him as he is, and this is who he is. God is love. And that means that he loves you. You need to know it, and you need to believe it in your heart that he really, really loves you. And we read just a moment ago, you need to know, and you need to believe that God loves you because he sent his son Jesus to pay the price for your sin. you got to know it. 
you got to believe that He really does love you. Not just know it in our heads, but know, it needs to be something that we know deep down in our heart that we have experienced in our life. You know, the one that wrote this, John, the disciple, he knew it himself. He said, we need to know and believe, but oh, how he knew it. You see, in the Gospel of John, he never refers to himself as John. No, he calls himself the one that Jesus loved. I mean, it almost sounds arrogant in a way. It almost sounds like he's saying, hey, I was the favorite. But there's times even when he's talking about him and Peter, and he says, so Peter and the one who Jesus loved, you know? I mean, it's like, well, there's Peter, and then there's the one that Jesus loved, like Jesus didn't love Peter, but he knew, he knew that Jesus loved him. He identified himself this way, the one that Jesus loved. Are you the one that Jesus loves? Y'all got quiet. I'll just tell you, I am. I'm not going to be shy about it. I'm the one that Jesus loves. Oh, you think you're all that, Pastor? Oh, no, no, no. It is not anything that I have done. It's not it that I deserve it. It's not because I'm good. It's not because I'm a pastor. It's none of those kinds of things. It's because of who He is. And it is because what He did for me on the cross. I know, I know I'm the one that He loves. Do you know? You need to know and believe this morning that you're the one that He loves. See, we talk about it, you know, even in this, in the, out in the world even, people talk about, oh, God loves everybody. But do you really know and believe that He loves you? He loves you? And I just want to tell you that our God is so big and so vast and so awesome. It's okay for every single one of us to feel like I'm the one He loves. That's not to say we're better than anybody else. No, it's not about us. It's about Him. It's not because of us. It's because He is love. And you need to know and believe that He loves you. His love is not like the world's love. The world's love is if and because. See, the, the world will love you if you can do something for them. The world will love you because you're the best at something. It's amazing. You just think about that. If you're, if you're the best at something, I'm telling you, the world will love you. The world will love you if you're famous. It is amazing to me how people will fawn over celebrity. Just because they're, you know, they're big, they're known, people act like they're God or something. They'll fall down at their feet. They swoon over celebrity. The world will love you if you're famous. See, the world will love you sometimes if you just got enough money. They say you'll never lack for friends if you got enough money. Well, those aren't real friends, I'm just saying. The world will love you if you've got the right look. Oh, this is so much a part of our culture. I mean, you can be an absolute scuzzball, a creep, but if you're really good looking, oh, they love you. Don't get quiet on me. Y'all live in the same world I live in. You know what I'm talking about. Now, i got to tell you this morning, my, my wife loves me for my looks. <laughs> Y'all always laugh when I say things like that, and it's not even a joke. I'm just... 
But here's the thing. His love for me, His love for you, it has nothing to do with your looks. Come on now, that's a relief to a whole lot of you. Right? No, seriously. In this world, you see, we're judged for how we look. He doesn't love you for how you look. Some of you that think you're all that and more, well, I can tell you, he don't love you because of how you look. He doesn't love you for how smart you are. He doesn't love you for your intellect. Listen, the wisdom of man is foolishness to God. A little speck of knowing something, that doesn't impress God. Valedictorian, that doesn't impress God. Came in last in your class. Let me tell you something. God loves the one that was last in the class just as much as he does the one that was first. That is truth. Listen, you need to understand this. You see, it's not based on our performance, and I did this, and I did that, or I can do this, I can do... It doesn't... God's not impressed with your talent. Who do you think gave it to you? He doesn't love you because you can do certain things. What we need to get this morning, you see, all of us have lackings and shortcomings and faults and flaws. And you need to understand that He loves you. You need to know and believe that you are loved. This world may not love you. Other people may not love you sometimes, but I'm telling you, you need to know and believe that God is love and He loves you. No matter what we have done, because His love is not dependent upon our righteousness. If it was, He would love none of us. No, it is dependent upon His character and person. He is love. So no matter how you might feel sometimes, no matter what you might be going through, He still loves you. We need to get to the place where we don't ever doubt it, where we don't ever question it. But we know, we know that He loves us. He has proven it. Another verse that says that also is Romans 5 eight. God demonstrates His own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While we were at our very worst, not when we were at our best, not when we were being good, When we were at our very worst, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He loves us. No matter how far we might stray, no matter how far we might fall into sin, He loves us. His love is more than enough. He loved us first, not because of anything we've done, But in spite of what we've done, that's who He is. He is love. Yes, He knows about your shortcomings. Yes, He knows about your faults and flaws. He knows about the mistakes. You know, other people may not know. He always knows. He knows about the sin. And yet, He loves you. He is love. He loved us enough to redeem us and to make us His very own. 1 John 3, 1 says, Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called the children of God. 
I think some of these truths had just kind of become old hat to some people. It's kind of like, yeah, we know, we're the children of God. No, you, you need to get it this morning. How great is the love of God bestowed upon us. The King James, I like the way it says it, it says, lavished upon us. Listen, it's extravagant love. He's just poured it out on us that we should be called the sons and daughters of God. Wow. You really are his son, his daughter. How do you think he feels about you? Any of you that have children this morning, you, you ought to understand just a little of that, right? How do you think your heavenly father feels about you? He loves you. He has lavished love upon us to call us, call us his sons and daughters. We should never doubt the love of God for us. I think we need an awakening to the love of God for ourselves personally, that we become convinced of his love. And you know what? When, when we really are convinced, when we really know and believe the love that God has for us, it changes us. It changes our outlook. It changes our perspective. Our faith begins to rise to a new level. We start thinking maybe those promises really are for me. Maybe God really will answer my prayer. He loves me. It'll change you. One of the ways that I believe it changes us so much. John also says, we love because he first loved us. You see, when you really know and believe the love that God has for you, it's not hard to love God. A lot of people struggle to obey God or serve God or worship God. They just don't know how much God loves them. Sometimes we struggle to love others. But when we really know how much God loves us, it empowers us to love others in that way. I'm just telling you, if we're going to really live this life and live in all God has for us, we've got to know this, how much He loves us. We need a deeper understanding, a fresh revelation of the love of God. It will change you. It'll cast out fear. Perfect love cast out fear. I mean, what if the sovereign Lord of the universe loves you? You don't have anything to fear. No, you can rest. You can have peace because he loves you. It changes everything. The apostle Paul prayed for the Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 3, beginning halfway through verse 17, he says this. He says, and I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the saints, to grasp how wide, long, high, and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge. Now, get this. It's kind of, it almost sounds like a contradiction here. But he says, he's praying that they would know this love that surpasses knowledge. You see, with our finite minds, there's no way that we can truly grasp the depths of the love of an infinite God. But we can know that love experientially. We can know it personally. We can experience His love in our life to know that love that passes knowledge. No, there aren't words to fully describe it. Oh, but we can know it in our hearts that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. How we need to know that love. 
that we might comprehend, we might understand in a deeper way that love. You know, sometimes we talk about different attributes of God as we have been in this series. We, we talk about them individually, and in a way, it almost sounds like we're separating those attributes from one another. But we need to understand this. You can't divide God. All of those attributes are part of Him. And when we talk about the love of God, you need to realize that so many of the truths that you say or could say about God, they are also true about His love. You see, He is an eternal God. He is the God who was and is and is to come. And so His his love. He's always been this way. God is love. There's no beginning and there's no end to His love. See, the world says, oh, I love you forever, baby. And then next week, they forgot about you and moved on. But not our God. His love is eternal. It is unchanging. You see, the Lord says, I, the Lord, change not. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He never changes. And His love never changes. It is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Listen, if His love changed, He would be changing. And He doesn't change. And His love doesn't change. You don't have to wonder if God still loves you. When you mess up, He still loves you. When things are going wrong... And you feel like God doesn't love. Yes, He does. His love doesn't change. He still loves you. You know, in this world, everything changes. People change. But not Him. He doesn't change. And His love doesn't change. It may seem like He has changed or that His love has left you Love comes and goes, but it's not him that comes and goes. No, it's us. He doesn't change. He's a giving God, and his love is a giving kind of love. So different from the love of the world, because the love of the world is really about taking. It's really about what they want. But his love is about giving. It is about him wanting to bless us, to help us, to rescue us, to save us. John 3, 16, God so loved the world. What was the motivation? Love. He so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That's the love of God. He's an all-powerful God. Almighty. omnipotent and his love is a powerful love his love has the power to break down walls to soften hearts to change lives that's the power of the love of God his love has the power to transform his love has the power to make us more than conquerors through him who loved us the Bible says and he is a holy God, and His love is a holy love. Oh, 
do not degrade the love of God into something less than it is. It is morally and perfectly pure. It is a holy love. It's not like anything of this world. But you need to understand this, that God is holy, and the holiness of God required that Jesus die on the cross to pay the price for our sins. You see, that's the love of a holy God, that Yes, His holiness had to be satisfied in the justice of God. You see, God is always just. That price for sin had to be paid. But Jesus paid it for us. God doesn't just look the other way when we sin. It's not just okay. No, Jesus bore every sin on Himself when He went to the cross. All of the shame, the guilt, the judgment, the wrath of God was upon Him. He bore it all. That is the love of a holy God. He's holy. And His love is holy. See, the world likes to say that God loves everybody, and so that means He accepts my lifestyle and my behavior because God loves everybody. No, God loves the sinner, but He doesn't love the sin, and He doesn't accept anybody's sin. It's not okay. You see, in this world, people always, and, and not just, I'm not talking about just unbelievers now, So often, people try to rationalize and justify and think, well, you know, it's no big deal. God doesn't care. No, this holy God, He loves us. He loves us no matter how bad we blow it. He loves us. But know this, He doesn't accept. He doesn't say it's okay. No. All of that has to be put under the blood of Jesus. Don't change who He is. I want to tell you, you know, people will say things like, well, how come all these terrible things happen in the world? You know, if God loves us, why did He allow this to happen? Why, If God loves us, why did this happen to me? If God loves me, why has it God answered my prayer, done what I want? Why this and why that? And I want to tell you that so much of the time, the heartache, the trouble, the problems in this world, it is because of the sin of man. We need to understand, we serve a loving God, but God has given us a free will. And God will not take away our free will to choose. And so often, all of the heartache, the trouble, the destruction in this world, it is the results of the sin of man and the work of Satan. People will say, well, a a loving God wouldn't send anybody to hell. Well, no, but he's made a way so you don't have to go there. But if you reject his love, if you reject Jesus, that's where you'll go. But here's the thing. In heaven, there's no sickness, there's no heartache, there's no sorrow. No, He'll wipe away all our tears. And you see, 
there's no sin. That's what brought all this heartache and trouble into this world. So yes, He loves us. But His love is a holy love. He loves us just like we are, but He loves us too much to leave us that way. And in this world, with all the problems and the trouble and all of the heartache and the things that go on in this wicked world, you need to know that none of it is bigger than His love. That nothing can separate you from His love. Romans 8 35 through 37, we'll just begin with those. It says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? That's quite a list. Now, to the Apostle Paul, when he wrote this, the people that he wrote it to, this was more than just theory, this was more than just big talk. They were experiencing a lot of these things, but Paul says, these things can't separate us from the love of Christ. None of these things. I don't know what's going on in your life or what your list is, what you're facing, but none of it can separate you from the love of Christ. He goes on, he says, As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. More than conquerors because of his love. You make your list. All kinds of problems and difficulties and heartaches and struggles, losing a job, a rebellious child, an unfaithful spouse, or the loss of a loved one, some chronic illness, problems with a co-worker, being betrayed by a friend. You're more than a conqueror through him who loves you. You need to understand. You need to get to that place where like John you say, I'm the one he loves. He loves me. And whatever you're going through, whatever the battle, the struggle, he loves me. Oh, it'll cause your faith to rise. It'll cause you to be able to say, I'm more than a conqueror. I'm coming out on the other side in victory because he loves me. Whatever comes my way today, I'm more than a conqueror because he loves me. You need to know it. Verse 38, For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, neither the present, nor the future, nor any powers, neither height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. We need to be absolutely convinced God's love is inseparable. It's unbreakable. It's unconquerable. It's an everlasting love. It never fades. It never wavers. It never wanes. It never grows cold. It never changes. He loves us with an everlasting love that will never die, never diminish. I'm telling you, nothing, not death, not life, no angel, no demon, there's no power, nothing in your past or your present or your future, nothing that's been created, that's everything except Him. See, He said, nothing in all creation, nothing can separate you from the love of God. But you can reject it. 
you can choose not to believe in it. Because of a hardened heart, you might not be able to understand or receive that love this morning. I believe the Holy Spirit is dealing with those hearts this morning. That He is able to tear down that wall. He is able to help you get to the place that you really know and believe. I'm telling you, nothing can separate you from the love of God. It's for you. And you need to know it. You need to be convinced. No outside influence can stop it. But right now, right where you are in your life, in the midst of whatever you might be going through, He loves you. He has not forgotten you. His love is still right there with you every step of the way. Maybe you feel like you've gone too far, made too many mistakes. No, His love for you has not changed. He still loves you. I want you to stand with me. We're going to pray. I'd like for our prayer partners to come.